Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Many cities have multiple airports. Mostly there's a major one, that's a major pain, and a smaller airport that's calm, quiet, and easy to get in and out of. Here in New Orleans, our major airport in Kenner isn't totally insane like New York or Dallas, but we do have a smaller, calmer alternative, Lakefront Airport. Lakefront Airport was opened in 1933 with a lot of fanfare. It was heralded as a major technological and trade milestone for New Orleans. Over the subsequent 80-plus years, the airport has had its share of setbacks. Today, it's arguably one of the most underutilized assets in the city. Everybody seems to agree that 80 years later, Lakefront Airport still has a lot of potential. Unleashing that potential has now fallen to Lakefront's latest director of aviation, Ben Morris. Ben Welcome out to lunch. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you. Great. And one of Lakefront Airport's most visible businesses is Flightline First. Flightline First is an FBO, a fixed base operation. That's an FAA designation that describes something in the aviation world that never moves. Joining me to sort out the acronyms and the world of local aviation is Flightline's general manager, Brayton Matthews. Brayton, welcome out to lunch. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Now, Ben, you're no stranger to rolling up your sleeves and sorting stuff out. As well as an illustrious career in law enforcement, you were mayor of Slidell when the city took a direct hit from Hurricane Katrina. You, notoriously at times, mixed it up with various government departments to resurrect Slidell. Now you're taking on resurrecting Lakefront Airport, which perhaps ironically is owned by the Orleans Levy District, an agency of the state of Louisiana. We'll get to that interesting setup in a minute. But first, (laughs) some simple facts about what you're working with. Does Lakefront Airport have the runways and facilities to to compete with Louis Armstrong Airport? No, we will never be a major commercial airport just because of the location. Uh, But it is a general aviation airport and handles a lot of corporate customers, uh, a lot of private airplanes. We have, uh, we have some charters come in and out, and we have one small airline working out of there, which is Southern Airways. Right. They were on our show. They thought it was a great arrangement. Yeah. They, uh, they go to Destin, uh, which uh, I think half of the city of New Orleans uh, goes to Destin at Mardi Gras <laughs> or, you know, at Easter or sometime like that. But, uh, no, we're, we're uh, a major feeder airport. In other words, we take most of the traffic the generally aviation traffic and the corporate traffic out of uh, Louis Armstrong because they really couldn't mix it very well with uh, Delta and 
you know, all the major airlines are flying in out there all day long. Now, I was out recently, I took my wife to lunch out there, and it is, you've got that Messina's restaurant. Yeah. It's an amazing place, and I bet most New Orleanians have never been out there. No, it's, uh, you'd be surprised. It has gotten extremely uh, popular. There are people in and out of there all day long, and a lot of, I see a lot of the uh, senior citizens out there. Yeah. Uh, and, I saw you. And, uh, I have a friend in uh, the Mardi Gras crew of Nix. They had their event out there. You've got. Oh yeah. 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 Because I used to go out there as a kid uh, when I was in high school and uh, and chase girls at parties. Really? Just oh, chase yeah. them right onto the runway? Uh, well, not on the runway, but uh, in the <laughs> walnut room for sure. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so it's a. Uh, but getting back to the airport, we actually have over. Uh, we average about 176 flights in and out of there every day. Uh, so it is. It's quite busy. We have. 39 jets based at the airport. Wow. Uh, and so it's a, it's a very busy place. Uh, the only thing that's really holding us back is the fact that we're so subject to flooding. And Braden has suffered through that. Uh, you know, the entire airport uh, suffered major damage after Katrina. In fact, we have applied for a, uh, through FEMA, for what's called a 406 mitig mitigation uh, to build a flood wall around the airport. FEMA has turned us down. Oh. And which I guess was sort of expected. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, so the Orleans Levy District is going to most probably go to arbitration uh, and take it up to Washington to try and get this sorted out because personally I think that uh, their arguments on this are pretty weak. Now, Brayton, we're familiar with going to the airport and getting on a plane, but most of us don't have yeah. much of an idea uh, about the ground services beyond the check-in counter that keep planes in the air. Uh, that's your end of the business. You provide fuel and services at Lakefront Airport for the general aviation community, including commercial planes and military aircraft. Can you explain to me how all that works? You're part of the airport's infrastructure, but yet you're a private company. Is that right? That, that is correct. We are locally owned and operated, and uh, it's our business, and it's our money, and, you know, and we are in aviation. We love it, and as Ben points out, and as you have, the airport's a pretty extraordinary area, and it lends itself perfectly for corporate aircraft, small aircraft. Wow. And, and our job is to uh, host these people when they come in, to park their aircraft, to take care of them, to hangar them and park them, to fuel them, um, and occasionally provide certain maintenance services for them, and then have that plane prepared for departure when their owners are ready to leave. Are you a, um, should I think of you as a tenant? Of the airport. We are a tenant of the airport. That's exactly right. And uh, beyond fuel, I mean, you do catering? We, we provide catering, uh, hotel reservations, cabs, limousines, full, full concierge service, uh, you know, we provide. Wow. And, and tell me, what's the difference between Lakefront and that, I don't even know what that's called, but the, the private section of uh, Louis Armstrong the, with the... the yeah. Private planes yeah. come in? Well, yeah, uh, Louis Armstrong has two FBOs located there. Uh, they're on the north side of the airport, away from the main terminal area, and they provide the same services that, that we provide. However, we do it quicker, more efficient, and less expensive just because of the very nature of how Lakefront Airport is laid out and because the administration you know, is very uh, user-friendly to its FBOs. We're their source of income is where at the International Airport at, at Moisant, Louis Armstrong, you know, it's the airlines of their, their primary interest and not the corporate aircraft coming in and out. 
in terms of making an entrance and welcome to New Orleans, there's no comparison, right? I well, mean, this one, is pretty, yeah. one of the other advantages we have is we're so close to downtown New Orleans. You know, they, they land at the airport, jump in the limo, and 20 minutes later, they're in uh, they're downtown. They don't have to fight the, you know, the, the traffic in Jefferson Parish and the Kenner and the interstate right. and all of that. And Ben, what's your dream for the, uh, the airport? Where do you think it'll, what it will look like in five years? Well, we're, we were really hoping that FEMA would approve the, the flood wall because that, in a lot of ways, the lack of that, in a lot of ways, stimmies the growth, uh, stimmies the growth. Uh, because? The, because of the flooding. You know, it's, you know Braden, Braden's been through it. Uh, the terminal's been through it. You know, it had five feet of water inside the terminal building, plus the wind damage. And uh, with the flood, without the flood wall, some people are kind of reluctant to move their aircraft and their aircraft equipment and or their business uh, onto the airport. So I think uh, hopefully the, the appeal works. Uh, and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but well, you won a lot of battles as Mayor Slidell. Yeah, so. we'll, we we're gonna mix this one up also. <laughs> uh, but one of the interesting things that uh, no one's mentioned yet is that uh, where my office is on the second floor of the uh, terminal building is where Amelia Earhart spent the night. On the fateful trip? Uh, actually, uh, she was there in May of 1937. Uh, she disappeared in July of 1937 uh, in the uh, South Pacific. Uh, and that Brayton, was, uh, you, you've been there a long time. What was she like? <laughs> 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 well, I'll tell you an interesting story. I, I've actually never met Emily at the airport. <laughs> but one night, when all the lights were out and the place was devastated and we were walking through our hangar, one of the original historic hangars built there, and it was dark, and I was thinking out loud as to <laughs> what we would do, and I received a tap on my shoulder. And I turned around, and it was Charles Lindbergh. And I was startled, and I said, my God, it's Lindbergh. And he stuck his hand out, and he said, simply call me Chuck. So I can tell you that, that he was there, and you think Amelia, Amelia Earhart was, was there. And, what and a night. It, it is an incredibly historic airport. And I, I think you can make the argument, Ben, that it was the, the United States' first international airport because no one was flying aircraft overseas. There were the Zeppelins going back and forth. Yeah. But Lakefront was receiving through United Fruit and the many interest of the New Orleans shippers. We were flying planes back and forth well, to South America. That's right. Out wow. Of that airport. Yeah. That's, I believe, the last... Uh, Deco-designed airport in the United States. Now mm -hmm. there may be one other up north somewhere, but this is the last. But it was actually one of the first. And it's the same uh, architect as the state capitol, right? Uh, it's some of it, yes. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, the ceiling in the uh, atrium, uh, which is, is identical uh, to one in the state capitol. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, like I said, there's a lot of. Uh, That's right, because they're both uh, in the 30s, right? They, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, built, well, I think Huey Long started at about 29. Yeah. Uh, finished in 33. Uh, but, uh, and, and the reason he, you know why he built it out in the lake? No. So he wouldn't have to deal with the city of New Orleans. Uh, that's that's how the many story stories have started the same he way? He really <laughs> did not like the city of New Orleans and vice versa. So he built it into the lake bottom, which 
I, I think, according to lawyers, would tell you that uh, Lake Bottom is, uh, belongs to the state. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so, he filled, so he filled it in, put his airport there, and uh, developed Darling's Levee District, uh, which uh, is uh, a state uh, function, it's right? A, it's actually a, you know. Oh, that is wild. A, yeah, yeah, a part of the state of Louisiana. So it's an independent political subdivision. Now, how, ba so. uh, how big an aircraft can you can you handle over there? Well, we have uh, we have we have C-130s military come in mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we can take what up to a we, 707. We we, we have yeah. actually had the vice president 757. Yeah, 757 came in, in brought right. uh, with the first lady in. Yeah, Michelle oh, really? Obama right. came oh, in. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I mean, do you actively solicit? What do you do on the marketing side? That's a kind of interesting. Well, on, on the marketing side, we're right now we're dealing with movies, more movies and more movies, oh. and if anybody has an interest in the airport, then uh, you know we get together with the FBOs, mm -hmm. direct them that way. Uh, we're starting so you're to do kind a lot of, a team, of advertising. Actually, in terms of uh, oh, oh, yeah. we're talking we're, up the airport, we're very much joined at the hip, yeah. and, and and with our competing FBO as well, which is a national chain, but. You know, as the airport goes, all of our salaries go. That's right. You know, so, yeah. so, so it's, you, it's, it's very important that even though the FBOs may compete, but it, it is really important that we stay in lockstep. For, yeah. Because I'm responsible for all the infrastructure, the, you know, the, uh, the drainage, the electrical power, the water, the uh, runways, the runway lights. Uh, all of that is, you know, is, is what I can control and what I'm responsible for. And uh, let me just ask you, we talked about, you know, maybe that's why Yui put it there and such. What's the political situation uh, now with the airport? Uh, well, I have, I have an, uh, there's a board of directors uh, that are extremely supportive of the airport. Uh, I have seen in, uh, absolutely no uh, attempts at political influence about hiring this one or hiring that one. Uh, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, they've done a wonderful job. It's headed by uh, Miss uh, Wilma Heaton, uh, but no, they, uh, they've been a joy to work with because uh, I had to deal with the city council for, you know, in the <laughs> city of Slidell that uh, <clears throat> sometimes got uh, quite interesting, to say the least, uh, but no, this board has really been great. Great, great. And, and, you know, you guys have these headsets on today, which makes you look like we're at the airport or something, yeah, right? Like, like air yeah. traffic control? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> which, which, which I should mention, you know, the, the FAA and that tower, because we are a towered airport, so we're controlled throughout the day. And, you know, and so, so the FAA is, you know, a big part of, of why aircraft will come to us as well with it, because there's controlled airspace, there are instrument landing approaches out there for us. So, it's a very safe airport in, in, in that regard. Um, you know, and Ben, you know, he really interfaces with the FAA because he points out, you know, runway lighting and issues and markings are very important for the safety of it all. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. I don't think either one of us can tip our hats enough to what Wilma Heaton has done for the airport. She's, she actually works, her full-time job is for the flood side, that is the, the boards that have been put together to really protect the city for flooding. And uh, she is their appointee on, on to the, uh, the Orleans Levy Board. And Wilma has taken the airport really under her arm, and she has done so much to, to build the airport, to get the monies. I, Wilma brought Ben here. You know, she's bringing professional people into it. She's hired people from MSY to, to work with Ben and what she's doing. 
Um, you know, the, the, the airport is really loved and supported by the board. And yeah. when you guys, uh, do, do you talk to airlines about trying to bring them in? I mean, uh, what would be the well, selling point? One of the, one of the limiting factors we have is that the, uh, the longest run we have is uh, 6,800 feet. Okay. okay. And the big airliners, if they're coming in, uh, taking off with a full load of fuel and a full load of passengers, that runway does not provide enough safety margin for them to get in and out. And that's, that's one of the problems. Uh, and the other problem is that the contracts uh, for the use of Louis Armstrong and the, all, everything that's there. Now, one of the things that we are doing is that in December, uh, we we're, will be opening a U.S. Customs office uh, at the airport, which will now start bring, bringing in some charter flights uh, uh, from, uh, from International, where rather than going to Louis Armstrong, they can land at Lakefront uh, and uh, clear customs uh, without having to fight, you know, the, the traffic, uh, the air traffic and the delays that would occur. Uh, at, at Louis Armstrong. Now it's time to do the checklist. This is the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. I'm going to start with Ben. Um, ben, what is your trick for staying positive? For staying positive? Yeah, because you look like a pretty positive guy. Large uh, quantities, of, quantities of coffee and uh, <laughs> about three-quarters of a pack of cigarettes a day. Wow. <laughs> so, all right. They, uh, our next guest is the Surgeon General of the United States. We'd like to go. <laughs> well, it works for him. That's, that's good. And I gotta, can I tell you quickly what I do to stay positive? I go over and see Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can keep away from the cigarettes and coffee, you're going yeah, yeah, to be great. Exactly. They, uh, right, right. Now, Brent, what's the uh, worst decision you've ever made? My second wife. <laughs> And, 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 on, and on another note, I started flying many, many years ago, and I, and I got away from it. So this was uh, an opportunity to get back into aviation. I really enjoyed it. I should have stayed with aviation on it in the first place. So probably leaving aviation and going into technology uh, was probably not, I should, probably should have stayed with aviation. Now, are you a pilot? I am. I am. Right. I fly both fixed wing and helicopter. Wow. And Ben, the thing that we were talking a little bit earlier is that... Uh, your proficiency with language, uh, that always amazes me. I've, some, I've took like three years of French one. So, uh, they, so you can speak a number of languages, right? Just barely. And I'm especially worse in English. You think English is Just the troubling barely. one? There's a, but Arabic? I don't know anybody that speaks that. That's great. <laughs> well, that came through the military. And okay. uh, no, Defense Language Institute. So. <laughs> now we're going to check the inbox. This is where we... Uh, taken a couple of questions that is coming from listeners over the over the past week and uh, the question that I liked best here came from uh, Jennifer Vicknair and she says with normalized relations now with Cuba any chance that Lakefront Airport can be a hub for New Orleans Havana flights? Very well could be especially for charters uh, we expect to see uh, uh, the, uh, the flights uh, pick up between uh, Louisiana and Cuba uh, right after the, uh, once, you know, all the diplomatic uh, issues are cleared up, uh, we expect to see quite a few flights coming in from Cuba into Lakefront uh, and clearing customs there. And what is the timetable on all this? It's, uh, we're still in the stage where still working they, it out. I, I saw on the news that uh, they were going to start uh, uh, 
planning on starting flights, I think, in the next three or four months. Wow. Uh, and so that'll, that'll be good. Because uh, it's not a very long flight from here, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be the first guy on. I'm looking forward to, looking forward to this part. Ben Morris, Brayton Matthews, the, the curious setup that has Lakefront, the only airport in Orleans Parish owned by the state, while the city of New Orleans owns the airport in Jefferson Parish, makes for a typically intriguing New Orleans tale. Ben, with you at the helm at Lakefront, I get the feeling we're at the beginning of a new chapter of this story. I'm looking forward to keeping up with your developments, as I'm sure you are too, Brayton. Uh, thanks so much for joining me and taking the time to come on to Out to Lunch. Thank you very Thank much. You. Great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Ben Morris, Director of Aviation at Lakefront Airport, and Brayton Matthews, General Manager of Flightline First. You can find out more about flying into Lakefront by following the links on our websites. That's www.no.org and it's neworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Mortis, our technical producer is Eric Merle. Jennifer Brady is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's new record, Puzzle, is out now. You can find out more about that at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and www.no.org. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 128 years, and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp, Fidelity Bank, and 30 North Investments.